Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Welcome to another episode of Redefining Success. And joining me today is Adam McChesney. He is the owner and partner of Height Digital and in the St. Louis area. And so I'm just excited to get to um, kind of unpack your story today. Adam, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, Eric, thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this episode. I know we were talking about some stuff prior and uh, really thankful to be here today. So I'm excited. Well, we're grateful to have you. Um, my first question is always the same as we get into the show. It's a Saturday afternoon. I've got the barbecue grill fired up um, and I've invited all my friends over. My listeners are my friends. Would you please introduce yourself to my friends? Yeah, absolutely. So Adam McChesney, based here in St. Louis, married to my lovely wife, Delaney. We both grew up uh, actually not too far away from each other, but never knew each other growing up. So four years apart, uh, I'm the older uh, of the couple, but she actually went to high school with my brother, funny enough. And so we both live about five minutes from where we grew up. Our family's uh, parents still live right uh, not too far away from where we're at. I absolutely love everything about mindset, personal development, mm. entrepreneurship. I uh, love to play golf. I'm not great at it, but if uh, if I'm playing in a scramble, I can be pretty good because we don't have to use my shots every, you know, every single time. I, I love to travel. I actually have a crazy busy schedule coming up uh, the next two months. A lot of speaking events, a lot of different things for work. So I'm heading down to Nicaragua actually on Saturday um, for that's where some of our, our team members are at and and things like that. So kind of the the quick version, but uh, love golf, love travel, family man, and uh, love St. Louis. Haven't ever left other than college for two, uh, sorry, for four years, but uh, was still close enough. I, so. This sounds like we're going to have a lot of fun. Hey, Adam, tell me real quick right now, today, what are you most passionate about? So I'm most passionate about making an impact with every single conversation that I have and impacting as many people as possible. And so I work with a lot of business owners, but it's not just focused on, am I helping business owners grow their business? I have made leaps and bounds over the last two plus years as, as being an entrepreneur and through my personal branding, my messaging, I've affected a lot of lives and impacted mm -hmm. a lot of lives personally. So whether they're ever going to do business with me or not, whether they're, I have ever met them or not, my mission is to impact as many lives as possible through my content, through everything that I do. 
So let's talk a little bit more about that. How are you getting to do that today? I mean, what's the content? What's kind of been your messaging? What's the opportunities that you've had through your personal branding? I'm sure we'll get into the business as well, but what does that look like? Yeah, so for the last two plus years, I've been posting consistently, for example, on Facebook twice a day, every single day. I've now expanded in some of those other platforms as well, but it has directly impacted my business by helping it grow. But more importantly, it's allowed me to have a voice and connect with other people that are just like myself. Mm. And so most people will use social media or their personal brand to promote their product or service or whatever it is. Now, not to say that I don't do that, but about 90% of my content is specifically focused on me as an entrepreneur, mm. the ups and the downs, what mm. it's like to run a business and the relationships that go in the business, talking about health and fitness. So for mm. example, uh, about 70 plus days ago, I decided to become sober. I got vulnerable with that on social media mm. and started connecting with so many different people. But and the reason behind why I do my content that way is because for me as a digital marketer, there are so many options when it comes to what we do. Now, we're really good at what we do, but it's hard to separate yourself in a sea full of people, yeah. right? So I produce my content for what I believe our ideal client is looking for. Mm -hmm. They want to know that I, as a digital marketer, am human, and that I understand what they're dealing with in business because Business isn't just about business and it's also mm -hmm. not, not just about digital marketing. So people will come to us and come to me specifically and be like, hey, Adam, I want to work with you. I know you guys do good work, but you just talk about the real stuff that most people don't want to talk about, that yeah. people are scared to you know, confront and have conversations around. So it has opened up the door for me to impact more people. And by doing so originally, because it didn't just happen overnight, obviously, that it also grew my business, but it has been a very nice byproduct of what I've been doing you know, for the last two years plus. That's fantastic. What, as you've been on this journey, what was there something that shifted a couple of years ago or what really kind of opened this up to this direction for you? So yeah, so I was in medical device sales for five years before I went into entrepreneurship full time. So okay. I went in, got into digital marketing back in 2018, more of a, as a kind of a side hustle project. I built up case studies and projects for two plus years or you know a year and a half. And then the pandemic obviously hit. Mm. So I went from traveling all over the country to being cooped up in my home, started building my business even more. And then July, 2020 went full time with it. I, in medical device sales, I was very, very successful. I, I was promoted at ResMed, which is the largest CPAP manufacturer equipment company, was the youngest key account manager at the time in the, in the entire organization, had a $25 million a year territory that I was managing. And I took a leap of faith to go into entrepreneurship for whatever reason, <laughs> right? But I only had to, in medical device sales, I had basically one competitor, so I had to basically be better than one competitor and we were really good at our product and differentiation and I was a good sales rep, but I went into digital marketing and in business for myself where there are hundreds of thousands of options. So early wow. on, about a month in, I realized I had no idea what I was doing in terms of actually marketing and selling my brand and my company. So I had to be different. And most digital marketers, if you go to their online content, it's more of one of those cold sales pitches, show up and throw up type stuff. And so it was really easy for me to be like, hey, I don't want to be that guy. I'm going to go this direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's quite a leap of faith. What did your, so Delaney, your wife Delaney, what did she say about this? I mean, you're going from a very successful medical sales 
into, hey, I think I'm just going to go be an entrepreneur now in this area that I, I've never run a business in. So tell me that story. Yeah. So so it's actually pretty funny. Um, I don't know if this is smart or not, but we were living in a 900 square foot uh, townhome that I owned before we got married. Okay. And we decided in May of 2020 to buy our forever dream home. So we did that, moved in. And six weeks later, I quit my $200,000 a year medical oh device goodness. sales job. Wow. Yeah. So I'm the type of guy that I love a challenge and I love believing in myself and setting myself up for success and kind of having my back against the wall. Like I kind of always need that next thing. That's like, Hey, you really need to rise to a new level. So the conversations with her, you know, looking back on it, she was on board because she supports, she saw that I was looking bigger picture because we had just gotten married in 2019. Okay. And I looked at what the future was going to hold in corporate America in medical device sales specifically, if I wanted to make any more money than I was going to, not that money is everything, but as a 26, 27 year old, you're kind of looking in that direction, right? It was a little bit more money, but a lot more responsibilities and a lot more travel. So mm. I basically said, I do not want to be that husband. I don't want to be that father one day. Again, we don't have kids yet, but but hopefully here soon we will. And I don't want I don't want someone else to tell me that I have to be across the country for a meeting when I'm missing my kid's baseball game. Like, I don't want that because I had some of that growing up as mm. a kid. Yeah. And so for me, I was selling her on, hey, I don't know what this next year is going to look like. It's going to be a grind, but I'm not doing this just for this next year. Yeah. I'm doing it for the longevity of our family and our legacy and everything we have going on in the future. Hmm. Hmm. So as a kid, so it sounds like you grew up in an environment of just the opposite, right? Maybe parents try, tell us a little bit about what you grew up in versus kind of what, because I think one of the things that I find with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners is a lot of times what we're looking to create is a vacuum of what we feel like we were missing when we were growing up. So talk a little bit about that. 100%, right? So I grew up in a, an amazing family, very supportive parents. My dad actually used to coach me uh, a little bit in soccer uh, towards the end of my high school years. But when I was growing up, my dad still is a lawyer to this day, but he worked at a very large, one of the most predominant large law, law firms here in St. Louis. And so he was a partner there, but his hours were crazy. Mm. So he wanted to always be there. And it was, I never really felt, cause it wasn't like every single parent was at every single game. Right. So it wasn't that more so that like I felt it, but I saw the, I saw the strain that it had on him to not be there. And Got so it. I just didn't want to have that myself, but I learned a lot of things from him because he then decided to leave that job when I was in eighth grade and go start his own private firm that wow. he grew and, and sold out of recently. And now he's at another firm and things like that. But I've learned a lot. I'm one of the types of people that ever since I can remember, I, I see things, right? I'm very good at reading people. I'm very good at reading situations in sports. I played college soccer. soccer. I was always kind of one or two plays ahead. And so I've always been able to kind of even though people don't know, take things, you know, the good and the bad, right? And then morph it into what I want in my mm. life and what I'm trying to build. So that was a really key aspect in terms of why I did it the way I did it. So um, 
if you kind of look at the journey that you've been on to this point, what do you think maybe one or two of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome in this transition? And what have you learned along the way? So I think the biggest one has been myself. Mm. So when I went out full time, I decided you know, I've been in sales for so long. I didn't want to continue to be in quote unquote sales. But what you don't realize is when you're a business owner, you're pretty much always selling always something. Sales. You're yeah. selling why someone should come and work for you. You're selling, you know, whatever. Right. And so I knew how to build websites, rank the websites, do the paid ads. I knew how to do all that myself. And so I was very comfortable at doing that, but I was really the bottleneck to the growth of our company because I was so bogged down in working on the minute details of being mm -hmm. in the business and not working on the business. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't create core values within our company. I didn't create processes and systems. I would bring on a new client and reinvent the wheel every single time because mm -hmm. I didn't know, you know what I didn't know. Right. And so as we started to grow and scale and do all these different things, I was always at the center of mm. a problem and not that it was like a massive problem where our clients knew about it. It was the problem of me literally working from the time I woke up until the time I went to bed because I had to keep up with demand because again, I just left and bought a house yeah. and, and have all these things. Right. So I would say that would be the number one. And, and so since then I've merged my agency at height digital. So now I'm an owner partner over there. We have 180 full-time team members. You know, we can get into all that stuff, but I realized pretty quickly on that I was an obstacle and that's a really hard thing for someone that is an entrepreneur that does mm. have, you know, a certain ego just because of, of us being visionaries in our business, yep. right? The second aspect is not understanding my, my why or my commitment and my purpose. And so you asked mm. me that question at the very beginning of this, you know, now what my purpose and my commitment is. I didn't know that until about a year and a half ago. So I basically went through my first year of entrepreneurship, just kind of running by the seat of my pants. And, you know, I, I, I came obviously from a job where I was making a lot of money, but I realized I didn't need just the money. I wanted the freedom. I wanted the mm. ability to live life on my own terms. Right. And it wasn't that I was making a ton of money in my first year in business, but when you have money and when you don't have money and you're growing something, you, you tend to feel lost if there's not a purpose attached to it. Absolutely. So over this last year and a half, I not only hired a business coach, but I hired a life and mindset coach mm. that I got super, super clear on my burning passion and my commitment and my purpose and my why to everything that I do. In every single month, every single day, I feel like I'm progressing. And the biggest, um, you know, kind of tying back to me as a bottleneck, one of the, the most recent epiphanies was that I needed to get sober because yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't that I was drinking every single day of the week, but I was drinking on weekends to kind of blow off the steam of being an entrepreneur and handling all of that stuff. And so I was just drinking a lot on the weekends that was affecting Monday morning. And then mm. it would kind of go on and things like that. So I just wasn't showing up. I knew what my purpose and my commitment were, but there was still that fuzzy part that I wasn't able to actually like grab onto it the way that I am. And that I'm speaking about it to you here today, sure. more so versus before I became sober. So you mentioned something interesting. I mean, especially a lot of business owners from an ego standpoint, it's not only getting out of our own way, right? I think I can do all of this. And then you start to, there's the first lesson that comes along with 
Um, man, these people do this better than I do if I would just get out of their way or they do it faster or more efficiently or 80% is good enough and I can go work on other things, right? That's the first lesson that happens. But the one you kind of passed by that I think a lot of business owners often miss is this idea of you do oftentimes get to a point of, I don't know what I don't know. So it's time to bring in an outside coach. It's time to bring in an outside perspective. What brought you to that point? And, and what do you think were some of the biggest obstacles to you from a mindset standpoint of stepping into, no, I, it's time to bring somebody else in here. So I think it was, for me, it was really understanding that there was more to life than me just working in my business. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I look back, I look back even a year and a half ago in my business, my business was essentially just myself. Mm -hmm. And so if I ever wanted to sell that, if anything happened to me and, and, you know, something tragic happened, whether I wasn't able to work or I passed away or whatever, I would have nothing to leave behind that was actually sellable to mm. Delaney and, and our family. Right. And so in order for me to create something that, again, I wasn't working from the time I went, I woke up to the time I went to bed, something that I actually had other assets, employees, processes, and systems on, I needed to consult an outside source, which was a business coach. And so over the last year and a half plus, we've really been able to dial all those things in. Now I have seven full-time team members with the backing of height that has 180 full-time team members. And it's truly a business now. It's not mm -hmm. just a job that I created that I was doing every single day to say, hey, I'm the, the owner, I'm the owner partner. But I think the life and the mindset coach has worked hand in hand with that because it's gotten me out of my comfort zone. I was mm -hmm. producing content a year prior to hiring this, this business coach, but I wasn't as vulnerable about a lot of the things that I needed to be vulnerable about, because when I tie it back to my commitment and my passion and my why, it's to impact as many people as possible. If I hold something back, if I don't talk about being sober, as I did a couple of weeks ago to finally announce it, if I don't talk about some of the things that I've talked about that most people wouldn't talk about, I'm not only not living up to who I say I am, but I'm also letting people down and doing a disservice to people that come to my content hoping and, and knowing that they can get that from me. Mm. Mm. So as you kind of look at being more, what was, what maybe what was the hardest part about learning to be vulnerable? Let's start there. So about a year ago, I was very vulnerable. Maybe it was about a year and a half ago. I was very vulnerable about my first year in business. Just like, Hey, I thought going into this, I had it all figured out but I truly was lost. I felt on an island. I didn't know who to go to. I struggled. My relationship struggled. Like I, lo I lost myself with health and fitness and all these different things. And I made a video about it. Mm. And I had friends pass around the video in group text messages. I had people hating on it. A lot of people supporting and loving it, right? But there were people that were talking that were groomsmen in my wedding, friends that I had been friends with my entire life, people that I went to college with, right? And so for me, the biggest obstacle was how do I how do I get away and pass from that? Like, how does that not affect me? Because when I found out about it, like that stuff really hurt me. Yeah. And my wife was really hurt as well. Cause you know, she's, you know, she's my she's my number one, right? right. And it for me, you know, looking back on it, 
it it needed to happen and i'm glad that it did because it has made me into the person that i am today and dealing with so many things that are so much bigger than that mm-hmm. it's not that they're not still friends of mine i just don't need to be buddy buddy with them like i was when we were in high school and college and even after that and you go through phases in life where you are going to have people just for whatever reason kind of get out of your life and then you're going to have new people come in the last year I've had some of the most amazing people Mm. that are going to be lifelong members in my circle, my support system, that if I didn't make way for them by letting some of those people go, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet a lot of these people, right? So I think the biggest obstacle was just being okay that not everybody is going to be receptive to that. Mm. I've also had family members say stuff and things like that, but- I'm so happy with who I am today and you can hear it in my voice and you can hear it in my content. And I like, that's all that matters to me. And so, but that was a big obstacle and it's an obstacle for a lot of people. They don't, they're worried about what other people think about what other people are going to say, especially behind your back. And you just have to be, you have to at some point be okay with that because the alternative is you not living a happy and fulfilled life that you know you could and should be living. Yeah. I mean, what I hear you saying, but it is so true. I mean, a lot of times We're so comfortable being comfortable that we don't realize that the gift that is sitting on the other side of it. And it just, you seem to be a guy who has been willing to pursue discomfort um, for the sake of the growth. I mean, leaving a comfortable job, leaving comfortable friends. I mean, it's just been, and there have there been other, I mean, leaving behind, going sober for 70 days, telling everybody about it. Are there other things going on that you're just, you're continuing to expand this way that you see, you know, I guess maybe the better question is, do you see the next evolution yet? Or are you still kind of living in, nope, this is just, this is the current version and I'm waiting to kind of see what's next. Because I think what I find for a lot of business owners who especially go down this path is it's a constant evolution and sometimes you don't know what's around the next corner. Yeah. So I would say it's definitely a constant evolution. Right now, I'm trying to truly live in the moment because I grew for so long. Like I took our digital marketing company from $0 to seven figures in 15 months. That takes most agencies, even if they have 10, 15, 20 employees, that takes them five years. So I'm always the type of guy that like, I want to push the envelope. I want to push the envelope of what has already been done and what is possible. And it even goes back to like, I got so much hate for leaving a $200,000 a year job at the age of 28 to go and do this thing Mm. because most people at my age and even in my family that were older than me, most of those people have never and probably will never, I love them to death, but will probably never break six figures in annual income. So they look at me throwing that opportunity away and they're like, Oh, like I would just love that opportunity. It's like, You could have had that opportunity, but you decided over the course of the last eight years when I worked and uh, walked my way up through uh, corporate America and entrepreneurship while you guys were going and doing whatever, like I took that other path, right? So I'm always looking for the next thing. I'm always looking to stay on my toes. And that next big challenge for me was getting sober. Now it's, you know, we're going to be starting a family here soon and, and, and trying to be that next evolution of who I am. I'm just competing with who I was yesterday, Eric. I'm not trying to compete with 
who I was, you know, years ago, although that's still in the back of my mind, but I'm also not trying to compete or compare myself to other people. Like I am who I am and I'm already doing things that other people haven't done and will struggle to ever do. So I just need to to be on my own path and continue to, to level up there. But that's an important lesson, right? To really understand that life is about competing against yourself. You know, that's what, how valuable, how old are you right now? 31. Yeah, no. So, I mean, how important to learn that. Um, I don't think I figured out until I was in my forties. So congratulations. Just imagine how much more breakthrough you've got there. I appreciate Uh, that. That's awesome. Um, Talk a little bit. We're going to, we're going to get about, you know, five or six minutes left here, but talk a little bit about your business, ideal client, kind of like who you serve and what you do, who you work, who you partner really, really well with. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a full service digital marketing agency. We're the only digital marketing company in the space that operates in a franchise model. Okay. So we bridge the gap for our clients to what it's like to work with a large marketing agency. So the reason why people will hire the large marketing agencies is because they have 200 full-time employees. We manage $2 million a month in ad spend. We have all these strategies with 700 clients. Those are the great things about working with a large marketing agency. What normally happens when you work with a large marketing agency, though, is things that are great about a small agency, which is customer service, attention to detail, the relationship building, you lose that. Mm -hmm. So by being a franchisee and an owner partner, I have my seven core team members that we handle that small agency time stuff, but we have the backing and all the amazing things about the franchise model and working with a large agency. So Our ideal client, we work mainly with contractors, so roofers, remodelers, tree service companies, things like that, and also service-based businesses. So we work with a lot of lawyers, dentists, chiropractors, et cetera, where people are going to Google to look for our potential clients' services. So we kind of build a plan mainly around Google, but we also do Facebook and things like that. Um, But yeah, we offer those services. They could have one location. They could have multiple locations. And I'm based in St. Louis, but we have clients all over the country, all over the world. Um, So yeah, that's that's who we are. And that's uh, that's what we do. That's fantastic. Um, I've I hope that someone listening definitely gets in touch with you because there's a lot of stuff going on digitally, especially in the local markets that people need to be paying attention to. So um, let me ask you this. Is there anything you didn't that I didn't get to ask you a question about that you wanted to make sure you got a chance to share today? I think the biggest thing is just for anybody that's listening is is as an entrepreneur, or any really any aspect of life, like whatever you're going through right now, you're not alone. Mm. And the more that you try to keep that to yourself and not communicate that to other people, the further and further away from actually receiving peace or help you're going to to be getting to. So to say, to kind of wrap this up is I always talk about being you Mm. and it's very difficult for you to be you if you're not communicating what's going on in your life to other people and or seeking out help for me. That was getting vulnerable with my content, but also hiring outside help to help me throughout my life on things that I didn't know what I didn't know about. So that's the business coach, life and mindset, things like that. So I think just understand you're not alone, but if you're not being proactive in trying to find help, seek peace, et cetera, you're going to continue to distance yourself from actually getting that healing, from feeling comfortable and progressing forward because at the end of the day, there's nothing that you're going to go through today or this week or even next month that you can't overcome. You just have to be willing to do the work and seek Mm. counsel and take action 
to get past whatever comes your way. That's so well said. So well said. Adam, if people are really engaged with what you've got going on, want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for people to find you? Yeah, so on social media, that'll be on Instagram. So my handle is Adam L. McChesney. That's M-C-C-H-E-S-N-E-Y. You can also go over to my website at adammcchesney.com where you have everything about our company, uh, my YouTube channel, speaking events, all that good stuff, and then my social uh, links on all the platforms out there as well. Yeah, he's putting a lot of good content out there on social. You need to go follow what Adam's doing, and we'll put all of this in our show notes as well. Adam, we've come to the end of the show. My last question is always the same. In three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? I would say for me, it's going to be that I was mission-driven and not materials or money-driven. Mm-hmm. So I hope that the story of what I did in my life and the obstacles in my background from having money to going out and having no money and creating my own infrastructure to impact their generation, even though not knowing who they are, right? And then probably never knowing who I am. I hope that they understand that that was because I was on a bigger mission than any material thing that I could have had with that money or money in general. So to wrap it up, I think that that's- That's beautiful. Well said. Well said. Adam, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a joy. It's been a joy. I appreciate that, Eric. Thanks for having me on. It was a great episode. All right. So everyone, thank you so much for being here. We will be with you next time. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media, and we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off until next time.